I'm Kier. I'm Haley. And I'm Jay from Gallifrey Public Radio. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the one you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Samsung's Galaxy 9 is all jacked up. Nintendo's eStore crashes, lots of Star Wars talk, and much more. So grab your spoons, because the soup is served. Welcome, everyone, to Digital Soup, episode 55. This is the only podcast who has already broke all of their New Year's resolutions. Am I right? <laughs> Every I one didn't of even them. Set mine yet. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, you know, I had like a dozen of them, and I broke all of them within ten minutes. You know, <laughs> some of it's like stop eating cookies. You know, uh, I had yeah. four cookies tonight. <laughs> was that your resolution also? No, it was uh, <laughs> more of a goal. <laughs> it's more of a guideline. I want to eventually stop eating all this bad food. Right. I say just have no resolutions. You can't break them. It's perfect. True. Yeah. Keep that bar set low. <laughs> Wait, what if my resolution is to break my resolution? <laughs> uh, my head Loop. hurts. My head Divided hurts. by zero. <laughs> well, everyone, my name is Jason, and joining me as always on this awesome, awesome uh, venture we're on is Adam and usually Dave. What's up, guys? Happy New Year, fellas. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mouth horn. Oh, was it? Yep. <laughs> Definitely your mouth horn. Yeah. Pretty good. Let's hear it again. I don't know. Why does it sound like an impact wrench kind of? No, that's. Oh, I, I hear the difference. <laughs> Very different. It's, it's sort of like that uh, vanilla ice. It's like, no, mine goes. See, it's not the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not the same. Sir. Oh, man. <laughs> so before we get started here, Adam, I hear that uh, we're supposed to be calling you the Iceman. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, right before we started recording, my furnace went out, and the temperature outside is currently, drum roll, minus eight. That's Oof. nothing. So that's not a big deal. <laughs> I, got, I got a rolling right now, and I'm watching it like a hawk. So yeah, just as a friendly reminder for those of you who are Using furnaces, always clean your filter. Right. Or repla- right. not clean, replace your filter on, on a timely basis. It causes yeah, right. me some problems. So otherwise you can just chill out. <laughs> get down. <laughs> Wait, you want to get up because heat rises. Never mind. <laughs> true. Yeah, true dat. True dat. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Where are we going, Let's Adam? Well, we were going to talk, I was going to talk, well, two shows ago, we were talking about Powerline Internet and AT&T, and there was a whole lot of, wow, this sounds cool, how does this work? And I was confused, I'm like, what do they mean by airwaves? And rather than my brain hearkening back to when they referred to radio waves as airwaves, I was thinking like actual air moving. So, wrong. Uh, What they are really referring to is millimeter wave, and that is really your 30 gigahertz or above... uh, frequency band so it is a completely different frequency band that's not jam-packed full of radio signal and the problem is getting that over distance what AT&T is not being fully forthcoming on is the exact design of how this works with their power lines they have said it does not go through them it's not using them as an inductor or a conductor Um, so it's really 
they're mounting devices on the power poles and using the, the, the power lines kind of like a line of sight guideline for their signal, but they're not actually using the infrastructure inside the lines. Oh, more but, of a uh, repeating. Yeah, they're they're basically going to use their the poles to repeat their <laughs> their uh, their stuff all the way down the line, and because there's power almost everywhere, it really right. helps them with where their infrastructure is going. Sure. So, um, what I was going to say ahead. is, when we first started covering this uh, or talking about this a couple episodes ago, it kind of sounded like they'd be able to utilize all the uh, existing lines to actually send the signal down. But what you're saying is people are going to have to physically go to each and every pole and uh, install a new piece of hardware for this to function. Correct. That is correct. Mm. That is not as easy as we thought it would be. <laughs> Although so still they, they're probably... calling it. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say they're calling it Project Air Gig, and their goal is it's <laughs> Air, Air Gig. Hard, they should have called it. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Um, yeah. They want these devices to be inexpensive and be able to be clamped on by a trained electrical worker in just a few minutes per pole. Yeah. And well, it, not only that, it doesn't actually tap into the power on their grid to power itself. It, they're, they have over 300 patents and patent mm -hmm. applications. Um on this and not all of it is public yet exactly how their technology is working but um it's a really again really cool interesting way to use an additional frequency band that we haven't been using right and they're really talking this could be huge for them so that's uh that's kind of the update on that since we were kind of sure. like what is this they, they call it a radio distributed antenna system or rnas hmm. um so this stuff is made of low-cost plastic and along with some inductive power devices which receive power without direct electrical connections. It's going to huh. reconstruct signals that travel along or near medium voltage wire, not through it, using the wire to guide the wave propagation. So a little science-y there, but the reason they're picking the medium voltage wire, it's, it's higher up. So um, pretty interesting. Now, the, the other advantage of this is if something goes down somewhere, they're going to know which DAS or which... Not DAS, which uh, device is, is down, so they'll know kind of right where the break is, pole to pole. So pretty neat. Pretty yeah, neat good stuff. Still definitely sounds easier to install than, you know, digging the fiber optic cable through everything. So Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, yeah. especially since it's not, there's no, they're, they're not using the wires themselves. You can't break the wire between right. these devices. Right. You know, but uh, I guess if they're, if they're somehow using their patent pending line of sight using this line, using the, the wire, but not actually sending the signal through it. Yeah. Um, you know, if the wire's broken, I guess that's where they're going to have a problem. But they, uh, I read one article that said AT&T was not forthcoming with how the technology exactly works. It was more vague, like, well, it doesn't use the wire itself. It's just using the, the line of sight and pretty interesting. <laughs> I think <laughs> they don't want people stuff. to know uh, exactly how they're doing it because I think the way they're getting the internet to people is through the souls of kittens. Mm. <laughs> kitten souls. Yeah, that could be it. Speaking That's of kitten man. souls, <laughs> we uh we were at some friends' houses over the over house over the weekend and we played this awesome game called Exploding Kittens. Uh, I've heard of Highly it. Highly recommend. <laughs> Exploding Highly recommend kittens. It. Yep, it's a card game and it's fun. Even oh, kids. Oh man, can play. I'm gonna have to Google this right now. Yep. I've seen it good. all over at Target and all kinds of places, yeah. Well, I guess uh, it was like a Kickstarter-funded game, mm -hmm. and it's you know it's along the same lines of Cards Against Humanity without any of the offensiveness, you know, where it's uh, just kind of a cool new card game that's right. different and pretty fun. It's pretty good. Which so. I see, uh, I see Cards Against Humanity just got pulled off the shelves somewhere. 
Target really? or Walmart, one of the two, because of their new expansion pack they brought out was uh, a little too offensive, which is saying a lot for that game. Really? And um, I guess there was some, some pretty bad uh, kind of racist tones and, and different cards <clears> and stuff <throat> in there, stuff about um, the the Holocaust and, and different things that were pretty brutal, I guess. I just saw that in the news Ooh. within the last couple of days here. So I huh. just started reading an article on that since you, you brought it up. I just looked up Guns yep. Against Humanity pulled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty bad. Yeah. The chosen The Chosen People Pack is what they're calling it. Right. And like you said, kind of makes light of the Holocaust. For instance, one of the cards reads, and I quote, torturing Jews until they say they're not Jews anymore, end quote. Right. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's that's things that probably actually really happened. Yep. yep. And the cards are being sold on, on their site as a Jew pack. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, man. The product description notes 100% of the writers of the cards and the game in general happen to be Jewish. So... What do you do with that? I don't know. Interesting. Huh. Yikes. But everybody gets interesting. Yeah, whatever. You, you can't buy cards against humanity and not expect. I mean, the whole thing is. Well, it is. It's it's offensive. one big box of inappropriate. But at the same time, I know, like you say, exploding kittens. And then there's a number of other ones I saw as I was doing some Christmas shopping this year, early December and stuff. And a lot of really fun card games that seem like they're not quite as i don't know what the word would be aggressive or intense you know on like not cards quite as embarrassing to play with your family right right you would never play that well some people would but yeah not me so no, exploding no. kittens check it out absolutely what else what else do you guys do for the holidays i know this is the first show of 2018 oh that's a good question good question um you know, did you did you guys any get any cool geeky tech stuff for Christmas? I, I did. Yeah, good. Did you know? know? Yeah. Oh, my favorite thing I got for Christmas: the new Nintendo 2DS XL. Mm. 2DS or 3DS? System. No, it's the 2DS. I in the store, I actually played both the 3DS and the 2DS, and okay. I did not like the 3D feature. I really didn't. I mean, I would put it all the way up and start playing, but it would like wig out my eyes. Maybe it's because I'm 46. Uh, I don't know. So I oh, found sure. that I, I, I would turn it all the way down and I would just look at the graphics. I'm like, man, these are really great graphics. And the 2DS, uh, the only difference is that it takes away that 3D aspect of it. So you play every game in 2D right. and uh, it's it's cheaper. So I think it's about 50 bucks cheaper. And it is. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I got the, the XL, the larger screen one. And yeah. the games are beautiful, and I'm I'm playing Mario, uh, Lu- Mario and Luigi Dream something. I can't remember what's called, but it's an RPG. And now, Dave, have you noticed that the oldest one in the group got the funnest like video game? Right. Christmas? <laughs> How did this work it. out? So yeah, I don't. Fun. I don't know. I got I got a chainsaw. I'm excited about <laughs> nice. that. Yeah. Are you in technically Texas? technology? Little jackal <laughs> coming up on some sound drops, maybe. Remember that song? <laughs> I'll have to record it. Yeah, that, is that and, impact uh, wrench again. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I did buy Star Wars Battlefront two over the weekend. Ooh, sweet. So is it Battlefield uh, or Battlefront? I always get that. Battlefront. <laughs> it was on the front of the battle on sale Ooh. for thirty five bucks from Origin. There you go. Um, not paying EA anything additional for loot crates. No. Nope. Yeah. Don't. So do I'll that. give you guys a full report later. Awesome. I haven't had, hadn't had much. You time haven't to beat play. it yet. No. <laughs> New. No. <laughs> Heck no. Been spending time with the family. That's right. So, Dave, how about you? 
I I I what did I get? I got a I picked Only up a tech game stuff. for myself. I don't want to know about underwear. No, I <laughs> I got these sweet insulated you, heated thermal underwear. Chewbacca boxers? I did my Chewboxers? furry Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Every time I sit down, they make that noise. No, <laughs> and uh, no, I, I got a, a pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> I did not get any Chewboxers. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whoopee cushion almost. <laughs> that was uh, Chewbacca with Dave underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. no. No, I got a, my wife got me this pretty sweet sign for my, my little office studio, whatever you want to call it down here in my house, uh, where I record and edit all my photos and stuff. It's a, it's a Batman Batcave sign, um, for down oh, yeah. here, which is probably my geekiest thing. Otherwise I did also pick up a game cause the steam sale is going on right now. It might be uh-huh. just about done, but I picked up the Witcher three game of the year edition, which oh, I know it's a I little older that. game and a lot of people have said it's fantastic, even though it's not brand new. And so I just had to get it, even though there's no way I have any chance of finishing it. I mean, this thing is with the two expansions that come with it and the, the main game, I, th- I think it was something like 150 plus hours of gameplay and, there's no way I'll ever finish it, but from the little bit I've played so far, maybe an hour, hour and a half total, it's mm-hmm. it's a blast. I mean, it's running beautiful on this new machine of mine, and just I really, really enjoy like the story and the way it the way it plays. So, speaking of that new machine, Dave, have you given that beast a name yet? Given this machine a name? Yeah. So when no. you're playing a game, you could be like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Laurenthal. He uh, chews through that game like nothing. <laughs> Lauren Thal, no. Yeah, Lauren no, I, I can't say I've ever named a computer. I don't a lot think of I've even. Do. I've never done it either, but a lot of people do. Well, people will name their cars and stuff, you know, at times. And it's usually a she. Yeah, it's usually a she. I've never named a car. I've never named a computer. I haven't even named my my hunting children i've had oh. since i was yeah <laughs> hey kid one and kid two get over here you know what you could name thing computer- one and thing two <laughs> yeah you, you could name your computer alpha because it will come before omega yeah right right <laughs> and then and then it'll be put out the window <laughs> but i want to play the computer not you know what? Watch. Adam, that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard you say, and I've known you for like 30 years. <laughs> what? I've said funnier, I think. You should name it Alpha nice. because it always comes before Omega. <laughs> oh, no. You went somewhere that I wasn't intending to Oh, that okay. I was giving you a little bit more credit. I thought you were legitimately <laughs> saying that he would be oh, playing uh, games and uh, spending more time with that f- computer than he would with his wife oh that's what i meant oh okay yeah. then you <laughs> okay I, I okay let's just Adam took that. his own joke to a dark place oh <laughs> in case hey, did you guys listeners... see that the the samsung galaxy 9 is going to keep the headphone jack yeah that's why it should be cool next story yeah yep. yeah not much to say about that one but it sounds like maybe they're going to keep people happier those that miss the headphone jack so oh yep. yeah uh, basically what samsung's doing is giving double steve austin's to apple right there yeah and a lot of other companies. <laughs> Double Steve. Yeah, Austin's. but the other ones don't count. There's basically <laughs> only two companies out there: the Samsung and there's uh, Apple. Guys, speaking of Christmas, the Nintendo eStore crashed on Christmas. Oops. <laughs> so that sucks. Yeah. Now, what did uh, this it, actually impact? 
It only impacted two types of people. The people that were purchasing games digitally that weren't planning on purchasing, you know, the physical media. Uh-huh. And those people that received as gifts or purchased it themselves. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but you don't have to. You can actually go into, like, uh, GameStop and stuff and buy an actual digital code. Uh, sure. You know, just go in there, buy the digital code. They come on a card. They can give it to you as a gift, and then you type that number in at the e store, and you download your mm. game. So those two uh, scenarios there are what was impacted. If you actually yeah. were given or purchased the actual physical media, you're fine. Okay. It didn't say anything about it uh, doing anything with the the upgrade servers or anything like that. If your game needed an upgrade, maybe that was still fine. I think it just had to do with the actual redemption and purchasing of things. Right. So do you think this really did ruin Christmas for a lot of people? No. or Because this wasn't... Did they say how long it was actually down? I know mm-hmm. I, I saw this story and put it in right right yeah. on Christmas Day. I actually didn't hear how long it was actually affected. Let me let me scan it here and see. I mean, it still would be you kind know, of a bummer. If, if this ruined your Christmas, you, you don't understand what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Right. This is yeah, true. Yeah, it's all about Lucy pulling that football out from beneath <laughs> you again. I thought it was all about scraggly-looking Christmas trees. It could be. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm assuming that they made it back up. Yeah, because yeah, we haven't heard anything else about it. No. Yeah. I do want to talk about something terrible. Oh, uh, exploding kittens? Oh, just the worst. <laughs> crypto jacking. Yes, it's We talked about again. this before, and we talked about how crypto jacking being like malware that you, when you hit a website or go to a website, uh, it starts using your computer to do cryptocurrency mining. Mm-hmm. It's starting to spread through Facebook Messenger. Uh, Trend Micro discovered a mining bot in Facebook Messenger dubbed DigMine. It was first found, found in South Korea and has since spread to Vietnam, Azerbaijan, Ukraine, Vietnam, Philippines, Thailand, and Venezuela. The user has their account set to automatically log in, and DigMine will immediately send a disguised video link typically titled video underscore xxxx.zip to all their friends via direct message. If you open that file, it'll execute the malware. If you do that, you're also uh, not good at security, and you should never do that. So right. um, <laughs> you should take a course on getting secure and how you should not open random attachments, particularly zip files from mm-hmm. anybody that you're not expecting it to. And if you do, you might want to message them and say, did you intend to send this to me? And if they say no, then delete that. Right. Um, just like any malware, just so happens that this one's spreading through uh, Facebook Messenger. Well, and that's the scariest part is with Facebook Messenger being so widely used by such a, a wide... Stupid people. Well, no, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> the the but ignorant. No, what Dave it? from Digital Soup is trying to say is oh. there's a lot of grandma and grandpas and naive people on Facebook. Well... And they you, will be clicking naive? like naive. Oh, okay. <laughs> human beings. Maves. Human beings. <laughs> a lot of naive yeah. human beings. Yeah. Yep, and he, what he's saying is these people just click willy nilly. Yep. Well, so so it's basically. Are you saying it's Willie from All Things Good and Nerdy, Dave? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's click on Willie. Oh no! <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, be or be be weary, he? be weary, be leery, or else your life can be dreary. <laughs> <laughs> what? If We've got Doctor Seuss with us here. <laughs> well, we did mention thing one and thing two a little bit ago. I guess that's true. That's true. Would you? Could you download that zip? I would not download that zip. I would not download it from my hip. <laughs> I'm just... I would not pop it along with my zit. Oh. I will not download that zip. I will I'm not stick. download load it. 
<laughs> I'm staying out of this one. I'm I'm not very good at the rhyming tonight, I think. Hey, so. <laughs> uh, I just thought of something here before we jump into the next story here. We were talking about some tech that we got for Christmas. Uh, yeah, can yeah. I talk about a piece of tech my wife got for Christmas? Do Let's it. talk about tech, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the gifts that you and I may have received. Let's talk about tech. Oh, you know, nice. why didn't you produce that? And we could have just played I don't that know. drop I just right there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So uh, my wife Add some wanted, music to it in post. Go ahead. My wife wanted a graphic tablet for Christmas. And yeah. uh, not knowing much about graphic tablets at all, we basically just read some reviews of different things. And when I say we, uh, we're not like you a mean lot of her? people. Well, she did too. But what I'm saying is we know what we're getting for Christmas because we pick out what we want. Uh, right. there, there is no surprising for us adults. You know, the kids are surprised, but us adults, you know, like I, I want what I want. Don't give me no crap. You know, that's how hmm. we feel. So we were reading some different reviews on, you know, some tablets that were in our price range. And we did uh, come up with the, uh, wow, I'm going to I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, Huion, uh, H-U-I-O-N, the Huion, the H610 mm-hmm. Pro. Now, this is a, a pretty decent looking uh, tablet here, uh, whatever you want to call it, graphic tablet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's large. It's, it's much larger than I thought. Um, I was thinking maybe it'd be about the size of a mouse pad, but it's about the size of two mouse pads, you know, side by side. So you can kind of get the the size of it. And uh, the reason why I'm even bringing this up, you know, since it's not my toy, because I hooked it up today for my wife. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Normally I don't talk about other people's toys, just mine. (laughs) But I hooked it up today for my wife and uh, something kind of funny happened. And, you know, she's like, you make sure you talk about this on the show tonight. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So um, I hook it all up. I get the the pen charged up. I get the tablet charged up, get all the software installed, um, pulling up different things, pulled up uh, like a Photoshop uh, CC, pulled up uh, just the the 3D paint that's built into Windows 10, uh, just testing all kinds of different things. And the one thing we noticed was that when you drug the pen up, your cursor would go down. If you drug the pen down, the cursor would go up. Now, before you guys say, well, I know what the (laughs) issue is, I come from the Mac world. And by default, in the Mac world, when you push your mouse away from you to go up the screen, it goes down. It's it's always orientated like an airplane. And you actually have to go into the settings. It's got wings. Yeah, you have to actually go into the settings of, uh, of, of your Mac and change it to natural. And so that when you pull back, uh, you know, towards you, it goes down and, you know, you know what I'm talking about, moving the cursor on the screen. Right. So when this happened, I'm like, oh, man, uh, now I got to find out where this is. So I'm going through, it installs driver software and an app on on your Windows 10 machine. So I'm going through all the settings. I can't find anything that says change the orientation, blah, blah, blah. I'm reading through the book, which uh, doesn't have a whole lot into it. There's nothing about changing the orientation, you know, so you can go back uh, to a more natural way like I do, like I had to do on my Mac. So my wife's like, well, couldn't we just rotate the tablet around and and that would work and i go well i don't think so i think it has to be a setting in here she goes oh i'm gonna try it so she turns the tablet uh 180 degrees and uh-huh. 
Wouldn't you know it? You take that pen up and it goes up. You take the pen Amazing. down and it goes down. So are the are the buttons on the side of the tablet now on the right side then? Uh, they were on the right side. Oh, you had uh, it upside down to start then? Yes. So <laughs> now the buttons are on the left side. Okay. I was going to say, because I, I know I've looked at these myself because for editing, I've, I've long wanted to get into a nice... Um, the the Wacom or Wacom tablets, whatever they're called, they're a high mm -hmm. end made by Intuos. And I mean, you're looking at three to seven hundred dollars for their their larger size tablets. And I, I've also been looking at that same brand you got, the Huion or whatever it's called, uh, because they yeah, have a nice awesome. large size and they're getting good reviews. Yeah, and that's that's the only reason we did go with this one is because it did have such good reviews. Yeah, uh, at this price point, it's like usually you get crap at that price point. But right. We we paid eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. let's say eighty to one hundred and fifty, depending on which one you get. And some of these are massive, the size. But I, every every single image I've seen of them, the buttons for the hotkeys and stuff are always along the left hand side. <laughs> I never looked at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so here you are. <laughs> it's got to be a setting. I know this. I'm a tech guy and. She's just well, like, Honey, I come from the now. Mac world, and every Mac I've ever set up, I always have to go into that mouse setting and change it to natural orientation. Yeah. So I just naturally assumed that you would have to do it with this. But think about it. How often are buttons on the right side of anything? Well, I did find a setting here that says, are you left-handed or right-handed? And I bet you if I would have clicked left-handed, it would have fixed that. Oh, might have, yeah, because then, <laughs> then it might have moved that buttons. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, and I, you know, and I wasn't even looking for that. I was looking for orientation, <laughs> whatever. So, do you, super you friends, have... if you've got questions on tech, you know who your expert is here on Digital Soup. <laughs> Go yep. ask Jason's wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So this is hey. the only time I make myself look like a fool on this show. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe you have uh, right. right. You could be coming down with gaming disorder. Yeah, I think I do you have see GD, that? Which is a real thing. You know, not only do I have GD, but I do GD. have um, uh, ED. <laughs> no, yeah, I have that too. But uh, I have SBS, and it's it's very. Uh, I'm very subconscious about it, and um, I was I didn't know if I was going to bring it up on the show or not. But for anybody else that suffer from SBS, you know, I just want to let you know that I feel for you, and I hope uh, that you can overcome this as I have. Hmm. Great sweaty belly syndrome. <laughs> is that what is it a syndrome when it helps you get those yeah. great tones when you're playing belly drums i mean <laughs> so the world health organization will add gaming disorder to its international classification of diseases in 2018 yeah. this is a real deal um they're adding this unexpected order according to usnews.com to its list of mental health conditions in 2018 so people who play an excessive amount of video games could find themselves diagnosed with gaming disorder. Could yeah. we get disability? Classified <laughs> oh, as a pattern of persistent <laughs> recurring. Oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> I got disability. I got I got the gaming disorder. What's wrong? Yeah, you throw out your back or you know, you have some serious <sighs> issue, you 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 legally blind. <laughs> no, I play too many video games. It's a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior which may be online or offline, manifested by, one, impaired control over gaming, like the onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, and context, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities, and, con and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. 
I must game. It's basically an addiction. That's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It basically sounds like an addiction, not yeah. so much a mental health issue. Uh, I mean, like a lot of the addictions you heard back with the um, the online RPGs, those ones that yeah. were really time sinks, where kids, uh, people's kids, actually died because they would not get off the game. Yeah, I remember those stories. Yeah, to me, like I, I've got to say. Toll. When I saw this story, I literally flashed back to like 15 years ago or so, and and I thought this is one of those things that I could see being literally a a conversation, you know, any one of us would have had while we're hanging out. Like, could you imagine if, you know, you were playing games so much that, you know, you did this or you got labeled this or whatever, as far as, I mean, it just seems so far-fetched. And then you look at where we're at today that, video games have become literally this addiction to the point where it's now going to be classified under the international classification of diseases across the world. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's, it's kind of depressing. It is. Well, think of, uh, just think of where gaming is now though, even compared to what you were saying 15 years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. every single person has a gaming device with them at all times, be it their phone so uh, how many people, how many people have you heard of that, you know, just any time they have a free moment, they're on that stupid game. Um, oh, what was that? that was a, it's a Facebook game. It's a puzzle game. Candy Crush? No. Candy Crush. Yeah. Um, the, the, the constantly on that game all the time. Right. And, you know, having that accessibility. I mean, you, you can game on the toilet. You can you can game in bed. You can game on uh, the you know your transit to work. You can, I mean, you can game at work. You know, just you know, I know Dave does. He pulls up his phone. Oh yeah, you know, and that's he's, me he's with the client. And he's like, uh, yeah, sign lines three and four initial uh, here, here, and here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That is me. All right. Oh, yeah. I barely play games at home. <laughs> Uh, whatever witcher three yeah i just got that and like i said i've had it i don't know all weekend and i've i've managed to put in maybe an hour hour and a half i think i don't okay know i can't lie long. i've played a lot of the 2ds this week but you know it's yeah <laughs> yeah and i could do it on the toilet and in bed and in transit <laughs> oh, would you geez. could you on the toilet would oh, you could no. you do not spoil it <laughs> what i don't know i was keeping going with the dr seuss theme here no, I, I just speaking of Dr. Seuss. No, we don't have a segue for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, the scary part is, is exactly what you guys said at the start of this story. Are we going to see if this, you know, when this goes through as of 2018, uh, you added it to the list, are we going to start seeing this show up as a, as a means for people to collect social security disability and, you know, basically live off the government because of the camp, you know. They, they can't stop playing games, and that's that's mind-blowing. You know, when well, you look at the number of people who really need help and— I was going to say, I sure hope that they don't allow it to get to that extent. Goodness, I, I do too. I mean, this is—that's kind of crazy, but— mm -hmm. But when they add it to this list— Did you just I call mean, a mental disorder crazy? No. No, I, I, I called the fact that someone could collect Social Security. Yes, you're absolutely. I'm just, I'm just tracking with We just want to make sure I don't sound like a cold, heartless jerk. But, <laughs> but I mean, I guess the, the cold other thought. Hashtag cold, heartless jerk. Yeah. Got a trending. Right. No, I mean, the other thought is, okay, so this has been added now as a classification official disease, mental disorder. Mm -hmm. 
what are they going to propose as the treatment? I was thinking the same thing. You know, eliminate the game system out of your house. Is there a training program for who's treating this stuff? Right. I don't know. I guess twelve step programs or if you beat me at Mario Kart, you can be free of your addiction. But how do you test? You know, uh, it's not like you can give them a drug test. I mean, if you're getting disability for this, you would not be able to game. You can't still right. be gaming and get disability, so they're gonna have to do some type of testing. Oh, like they'll put they'll know put about a Game that. Boy next to you and see if you grab it and start playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know about that because I know I've seen firsthand a lot of people who collect disability because they can't stop drinking, and they spend every waking minute in the bar and, and hammer it out of their mind. Mm. If they could stop and they were sober, they wouldn't be getting disability. That's that's part of how they get it, and so sure. it's you know. It's kind of disgusting, and we don't want to go on a political rant here. But I mean, this very, very interesting. Something to watch, though, coming through the next year to see what shakes out with this, because I, I I'm still reading through this again, the same as I was when I first saw the story. I'm, I am just, my mind is blown trying to comprehend the fact that people are now able to claim they have a mental health disorder because they can't stop video games. Sure, it, it is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the age we live in. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, you could sit and debate about it all you all day long. This is true. This is true. And that's my segue. Yeah. Did, oh, I'm trying to think. I, I'm. I, I. I apologize. I'm. I'm a little out of it. I'm drowsy, and I can't remember. Did we come up with a name for this segment? Uh, somebody S- did. Super debates or something. Super debates. Super debates. So this is. I've got a question for you guys. You and Jason. And uh, like we did last episode, this will be kind of a potentially long-term, but we'll try it out for a few weeks, see how it goes. New segment for you guys to debate over. Now, last week we asked about the difference, you know, would you rather have a lightsaber or a magic wand was kind of a dud of a question. But I'm going to ask you this week. We've got some Star Wars talk coming up. So would you rather live your life as a character, so you were living in this universe, as a character in Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, it's easy for me. (laughs) Way more easy for me. And I'll go first because I've already started talking. (laughs) (laughs) Good reason, I'll go first because I already started. (laughs) Mine would definitely be Star Trek. And uh, the reason why I would uh, choose Star Trek is because it just seems like life in general is easier for the people in that universe. Star Wars... Granted, you might have some grand adventures. Uh, it just seems like it. It it's more. Uh, you you have. Oh, I don't know how to explain it. In, in Star Trek, it's not like everybody's on an. You're not on like an even plateau, social wise, financial wise, etc. But in Star Trek, there is no monetary system at all. Uh, everything is replicator bound. Basically, uh, there if is. If you're no, in the Federation, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, but it's not like in in Star Wars. Through all the different movies, you do see these these the pockets of civilizations where they're just horrible lives. I mean, they're just basically, um, you know, what do you want to call it? Peasants, you know, uh, peasants, and then you have the Grand Kingdoms and stuff. Where it doesn't okay. seem like it's like that in Star <clears throat> Trek, and plus you have medical, better medical in Star Trek. Medical, medical. Mm. That's yeah. That means better medical. What uh, are those tanks though? So, back to what do they call that? The back to tank. Wars. Back to tank. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna counter 
with with Star Wars on this one. Mm. And no, this I is, figured you would, nerd. No, I, <laughs> no, because my my brain first went well. Star Trek, obviously, most advanced medical stuff, exactly mm. like you said. Monetary stuff's not an issue, sure. and you can replicate whatever. And you have holodecks. Uh, that's kind oh, of a win-win. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that being said, I'm still going to argue on the other side, just for the sake of the argument, which is the Force. Uh huh. Like if you could live there. And and somehow tap into it. Whether you uh, go after uh, a midi chlorian injection, <laughs> so, so you could you could be force sensitive. But just the um, slight spoiler alert: when when Ray starts to tap in the force in the new movie, just to to be able to to feel that whole what thing would yeah. be pretty darn awesome. And not to mention, I mean, you still have space and and some great tech stuff. So I think that would be pretty awesome on 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 the flip side of things. But ultimately, ultimately, I'd still pick Star Trek. <laughs> yes, I was just gonna say, take a look at the ships. Take a look at the Millennium Falcon, which is almost always on the verge of breaking down and just being a rust bucket floating in space like a derelict, uh, some derelict vehicle. You're and then derelict. you have, and then and then you have these awesome, clean, perfectly uh, functioning starships. Unless those are battle, but you know. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just st- Star Trek, totally. I mean, I would totally go Star Trek. <laughs> well, and I'm not a huge Trek person. I'm not. I'm not as into the the history and, and inner workings of of how the world of Star Trek works. To me, every time I've seen Star Trek, it all takes place on a ship, for the most part. They do visit some occasional planets, but the one thing I'll say about Star Wars. You don't ever see all of the universe, so we tend to see these places where they're going to hide out, which are the peasants and the, you know, kind of grittier places, because that's what the story in Star Wars is is calling for. But I will say this: they seem to know where everything is in that universe. Star Trek. Right. These people are stuck on a ship, exploring, boldly going where no one has ever gone before. They have no clue what's out there. And from all we know, it could be all of the same peasant life and everything else you said, only without any of the awesome force use and and things like that. Mm. So I don't know. It's a tough call. Can we add uh, a third one in here? And I know both Adam and I will choose it. Let's add in the Orville. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely the Orville, right? I thought you were going to go Game of Thrones. No, no, I will not live in Game of Thrones. I would never live in that time period, no. No I would live for about five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) It's straight up murder. Yeah, no Westeros for me. Yep. Okay, well, that uh, was easy. Yeah, we chose Star Trek. Both of us did, so. Okay. Yep. But I... Close, closer between the two of them for me because I Star Wars would definitely still be cool. There's a reason it's so popular and that fantasy world is amazing, so... Well, here's yeah, it's amazing, question. but if you legitimately had to live there, I would ride a Rancor monster to your mom's house <laughs> and have him bite bite it in half and pull you out and be like, there you "Since are. I have no idea what that is, <laughs> you do too." Those a weren't Rancor the new monster. Those are the ones that Luke killed in the beginning Return of it, the Jedi. Yeah, the, beginning of Jedi in the the pit. big monster in Jabba's palace. The sand things? No, when he oh. when he goes to to free Leia, Dave, and he, re- revoke his nerd card. Yeah, you you're done. Yeah, the sand things. They're no, gonna have no, him walk no. the plank into the sand pit. No, that's no, a sarlacc. No. Yeah, that's different. This is okay. Inside. I'm like women. I don't know all this stuff like yeah. you guys. <laughs> Let me <laughs> ask you a question about Trek then, because we'll see how nerdy you really are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know Trek stuff. So. Right. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> I've watched. Of- 
every single series. So of course yeah. I know that pretty That's well. That's true. I, I had one question about Trek though, because you guys mentioned something that kind of made me curious. You said there are, you know, the, the money side of things, all of that you don't have to worry about. Have we ever seen anything in Star Trek that would be the equivalent of someone who is not part of the what did you call it, the the Federation? Well, oh, sure. they have visited planets and stuff where uh, civilizations were not as advanced, if that's okay. what you're talking about, uh, where it's like they might be back in like still far, uh, like like the 1800s. You know, they've visited things like that or mm -hmm. even they visited like uh, 1700s and, you know, different things like that. But um, it, it still it I, wasn't like super I, gritty. It was still seemed I, like it was clean and well uh, sanitized. Like the newer like Star Trek Into Darkness, for instance, it's very very like primitive. Like the opening scene, it's a very primitive people, and they're covered in white stuff. Yeah. So where he steals but, but the I, scroll. I, is but what I think you're what you're about, getting right? at, Jason, is that these uh, star the Star Trek universe is just as big as Star Wars. There's no end to it, and you're going right. to encounter worlds in all stages. But for practical purposes of of the debate it's basically you're thinking like federation star trek is what you would be part of the yeah, earth, earth. World. earth world right earth. okay whereas so who would who would you would that be the equivalent then of saying that you in star wars you are a member of the rebellion is that who you what you would what you would base your no comparison? you're the empire uh, i don't know <laughs> i mean would you would you be part of the big evil group or would you be part of the no, it's a it's a big good group. I don't know. Big good group. <laughs> Explain it. Big good group. Hard to say. Wait, which but I'll tell you, you what. On? What's not hard to say? Uh, the, there's a group that decided to redo some of the battle scenes between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah. Why would they do that? And to make them more impactful. So in the original Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, at the end, the first real lightsaber battle between Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Was. A lot of people view it as pretty darn boring because they're they're not doing any flashy moves. They're kind of banging their lightsabers against each other. It's a very classical style sword fight between you know kind of two old guys. Right. Um, but knowing what we know now about how how well Obi Wan actually can use his lightsaber and Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. Right. Um, this group decided to shoot a whole bunch of little fight scenes to edit in mm -hmm. and to make it seem like a more impactful and and crazy fight. So it's actually right. pretty darn cool. Yeah. And uh highly recommend taking a look at it. It's uh FX ITLN post. Fix it in post. Uh, fix it. Oh, I I was reading it, that I the yeah. L wrong. Fix it in post is yeah, the name of the channel. Yeah, spelled F X I T I N post, but we've got it linked for you guys in the show. You you do need to check this out. And I guess I was talking to a friend of mine and he he told me something that I had never heard before, but regarding that fight there. Um, with Obi-Wan, I just assumed that it was kind of a, a dud of an actual lightsaber battle because Obi-Wan was played by a guy who was in his mid-60s. And I figured, well, he just probably couldn't do the moves like we saw in the previous movies. Turns out, though, according to, to a friend of mine, he was saying that um, the guy that was actually in the, the Vader costume, I forget his name, but he had kind James of James Earl Jones. Oh no, he no, he did the voice. But the the guy that actually was Vader, you know, wearing David Prowse. Yeah, yeah, that's the name. Um, that he had kind of overstated how talented he was with his swordsmanship and his fencing <laughs> skills, and so then he got on set that day, and they quickly found out that he really had no clue what he was doing, basically. And so the 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 battle scene, the fight scene, was such a dud because he basically lied on his resume. <laughs> 
but this <laughs> liar this remake i thought it, i mean they didn't change a ton they just made the moves a little more dramatic a little more uh, i don't want to say forceful because that sounds like i'm making a bad pun but that's really i don't know the only way i can think <laughs> about it where they just have a little more emotion behind them now that we know the story between you know obi-wan and, and anakin and stuff so and vader i should say well, but I love the lightsaber battle with Kermit the Frog when he was jumping all over the place. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I'm getting mixed information now based on your, on that story, Dave. Yeah, and I I didn't I didn't come up with it. Darth Vader while dueling was actually played by the legendary fencer Bob Anderson, who choreographed most of cinema's most famous sword fights, like the ones. Found Could that the be rings. later on in the films? Maybe I don't know. This is just what the friend of mine was telling me. So, oh, that's possible. I guess that was probably with Mark Hamill. When yeah. he's fighting Mark Hamill. Because that would make okay. sense if the rest of the, you know, Empire between Empire and okay. Return. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. But check this video out because I think fans of Star Wars, you're going to love it. They don't really, it's kind of a trailer for the scene that they're they're remaking here, but just a short clip, but it's really worth your minute or whatever it is of time. So Yeah, I'm watching it actually right now because I didn't watch a pre-show. Sure, sure. <laughs> what a loser I am, huh? <laughs> so... Um, a couple more Star Wars items here since we're yeah. nerding out on Star Wars. Uh, Last Jedi had a big second weekend drop. Mm -hmm. And so is this because the movie's actually bad? Which I don't think it is. I agree. Or is it a result of haters being louder than the fans that are influence the, influencing the box office slump? Or has everybody already gone and seen it and so they're not going to see it that many more times? You know, everybody's seen it, you know, and that's just... Second week, it always drops. But then you got to think about it. All the other Star Wars movies, people go for a second view in the next week, third view in the following week. Um, Star Wars is one of those movies people have always, throughout the history of the series, have watched multiple, multiple times in the theater. Right. And so it is kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it just shows, uh, is the movie bad or if things just changing because people are like, well, I'll just watch it once and in three weeks i'll watch it again online someplace yeah well here's the thing to know this movie did drop the second week compared to previous star wars uh opening you know or first few weekends that being said the third weekend which was just this past weekend over the holidays the movie saw a pretty nice jump back up and is now right back on track for the most part so mm. i think a lot of what's going on Holiday weekend. Yeah, holiday weekend. People are getting ready, you know, for they were they were just just before Christmas, getting ready to travel, getting everything together before they had some time off and vacation. A lot of people probably just figured we're gonna go see it over Christmas when we're off and everything else. But I do think that there is an element to it where I I do not remember a movie recently at least that has had such a major outcry anywhere you look online, people arguing and angry that this movie was horrible and they're so vocal about it and it's everywhere. And I, I do kind of wonder if there's people that were hoping to see it and then started seeing everything, you know, being shouted from everywhere about how it's so bad. They ruined the movie. They did this, they did that. And, you know, maybe convince some people to not see it. Although with the numbers out there, I think a lot of people just decided to, ah, I'm going to check it out anyways. But I don't know, but I, I myself, I'm with Adam. I thought it was fantastic. You know, I, I like the direction it's going and had no, I mean, it's no movie's ever perfect. There's always holes you can poke in it, but, no. you know. Yeah, I mean, 
overall, like I said, it's good, but it's also complicated. Yeah. And I have complicated thoughts on it, mm-hmm. which we never really got into, but yeah, Jason yeah. hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to have to let you guys go ahead one episode and just, you know, go with all your thoughts. Because by the time I finally see it, uh, I'll forget everything you said, and uh, I'll just jump in with a funny here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's worth your time watching. But what's interesting is that there was I forget the group here. I'm just pulling it up now, and uh, a group basically no, there was a group oh, okay. back in 1980. <laughs> Chipotle? <laughs> no, back in 1980. Did you there say was... Chipotle? I'm just naming out the groups. <laughs> Chipotle is a group? I thought that was a restaurant. Hey, it's a group of restaurants. <laughs> Chain of restaurants. No, but but there was there was a there's a group out there that basically have gone out with a lot of the old magazines and letters to the editor and stuff that it had been uh sent in when Empire Strikes Back was released. They've gone back now and kind of archived this and been going through it. And interestingly enough, the fan reaction to Empire Strikes Back, which I'm not going to get into the argument of what's the best Star Wars movie ever, but for a lot of people, you ask them what their favorite Star Wars is or if they've seen Star Wars and they're always going to say, oh, I love Empire. And yep. so that's a lot of people's go-to. But the the reaction to that movie was so similar to the way people are yelling about Last Jedi right now as far as... A lot of dissatisfaction, a lot of people saying it wasn't the direction I wanted this story to go. You know, this is confusing. I didn't like this. You know, a lot of pushback. So kind of just an interesting little, you know, nod to history in the sense that it appears the fan outcry was very, very similar. Pushback is my superhero name, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Just as a complete... Side note, somebody posted a picture of an action figure called Captain Polska. Yeah. <laughs> so Captain Poland has an action figure, basically. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, cool. I got the Captain Poland bobblehead. <laughs> nice. I want one. Yeah, he's holding I just a, think a bottle of vodka, and when you uh, hit his head, he, he like tips it back, drinks it, tips it back, drinks it, tips it back, drinks it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like the Perfect. old... Uh, what what? Not the cuckoo clocks. Was oh, it that, that bird the, that goes down. The drinking drinks? bird. Yeah. yeah, that bird would just come drink. Yeah, <laughs> only it's a bottle of vodka. That's right. Exactly. Well, you know, one thing, real quick, and I don't know uh, if we've come up with a name for it, but as since we're on the topic of movies, we wanted to let you guys know that we have coming up very very soon, within the next week or so, we're going to be able to sit down and record it. Hopefully, end of this week, we're going to be announcing a brand new segment of digital soup for you guys and are we were we thinking calling it something what, what were the names we were looking at oh there's so many yeah i we wanted to do a yet, little but i want to do a little play on soup du jour and i wanted to be uh soup hmm. de cinema <laughs> yeah i mean a special i don't want to call it a bonus because uh it might become a, a regular episode that that happens once a month where we're going to basically pick a, a movie or, or a topic and just go a little deeper into it where it's not going to be a full hour. It's probably going to be 20 minutes, half hour long. And coming up, we are going to sit down. The three of us have watched it, and we've got our thoughts together. It's just a matter of sitting down to record it. And we're going to dive into the Netflix original Bright, uh, Will Smith's new movie that took a lot of flack, and we talked about I think, last week on the show. So stay yep. tuned because we are going to go in a deep dive onto the movie Play the Bright. Sound effect, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> did, did we like it or Absolutely. did we hate it? Right. So right. find out soon. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. So 
Seinfeld goes gaming. Yeah. Did you guys see this? No. It's very interesting. What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> so there's an Australian um, Australian indie game maker Crocky. developer. His name is Jacob Janerka. If I'm pronouncing it right, I could be butchering that. It could be Janerka. I don't know for sure. But he has uh, been sharing some some screen captures and different pixel art for a brand new Seinfeld adventure game. And um, <laughs> when you look at this, it, it's kind of got a retro feel to it, but it's modern at the same time. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but really looks cool. You see the characters walking around, just a short demo of the title. And they're saying it's kind of going to be a, a point-and-click adventure, I guess. But this guy has apparently a lot been... Like a, uh, a, a Telltale, maybe? Um, no, I don't think so much Telltale. Um, I think it's going to be just more of a, uh, you see something on the screen to click and interact with, you know, you, you walk them around by just clicking different areas of the screen and, um, you know, a little different, I guess I'm not positive how Telltale games work. Oh, I thought those uh, what were... was the old series of, uh, games like, uh, the day of the tentacle or could be. Yeah. I mean, when I see this, it reminds me of uh, something like maniac mansion with updated graphics. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I guess this guy has been um, involved in and released a game that has been very uh, highly reviewed called Paradigm, uh, which they called a cross between an Adult Swim cartoon, a Pixar animation, and a LucasArts classic Sam and Max Hit the Road game. And I guess that this guy's got some very, very good games out there um, in the past. And so for Seinfeld fans, looks like they've got something very fun coming. Hopefully sometime very soon here because they question Seinfeld though because I, I haven't read right. this article or anything but uh does this guy have the rights to do this or is he just doing this and he's going to get shut down <laughs> i don't know it doesn't really say uh, to be honest with you i'm assuming this is an article i saw on ign and so i'm having to assume that he's going to have the rights to be able to do this and publish it and, and maybe they have some input on it as well but I'm, I don't know that. I'm going to go with that he doesn't, based on his Twitter account, which says, to be clear, it's a fun fan side project I do for funsies and learning. That's on uh, the 18th of December. Gotcha. But uh, So we'll never see it. Well, I don't know. Hard to, Hard say, to but say. Keep an eye out. Because, I mean, if it's good enough and it's fun, I mean, they might just sign off on it and say, yeah, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, they could still make some extra money licensing it if they decided to go that way. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, and Absolutely. I mean, uh, if it does come out and we get to play it, uh, we're the winners. We are the winners. <laughs> we are. We are. There's a lot of winners out there, though, isn't Let's there? Let's talk about winners. This is a Absolutely. big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've been talking about it for a month, nonstop. Every episode, we've got this big giveaway. Social media, we've been talking about right. it. I've been calling people and telling them about it. Right. Vote for... Oh, no, not vote for anyone. No. <laughs> My bulletin uh, board's been letters. just lighting up. Right. We've been... We've had our, our big giveaway with the awesome people over at Winscribe, where we were asking everyone to send in their everyday carry items, get themselves entered in, and um, we're going to give away right now one full lifetime subscription to the Winscribe's VPN service and one annual subscription. Basically, uh, we, had a, we had a lot of entries come in here, and mm -hmm. so what we did is we plugged everything in through a spreadsheet into a random number generator, Hit the button for the first one, and do we want to announce that the annual or the, the grand prize first. lifetime? Okay, so on the annual, we plugged everything in, and the winner of that... The, the first runner-up. It is a gentleman by the name of Brian Campbell, 
And we will be shooting you an email here to let you know that you have won the annual subscription for the Windscribe VPN service. We'll get your information and get you in contact with them so they can get everything in place for you there. And That's one so, for a year, buddy. One for a yeah. year. He'll be hooked. He'll Absolutely. be getting it then. Uh, he'll buy a lifetime or keep going yearly. I know he will. You'll do it, Campbell, right? Right. Come on, BC. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is exciting news. And so for the lifetime subscription, oh. the winner that came up. Please me, 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 me. It's not you. I know. I already will tell you one. after the break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. False. Do you False. have that no not so here. fresh feeling? <laughs> no, we uh, we have our our second winner was a submission that actually came in via Twitter. A gentleman with the Twitter handle of at CW Daily, who is a uh, actually another podcaster with another tech C-W podcast w- out there. And so I believe his first name is Clay. I could be wrong on that, but um, Chief Wiggum? At, no, at CW Daily, you have won the lifetime subscription to the Windscribe VPN Woo-hoo! service. So I'll get a hold of you via Twitter there. Absolutely, and you know we really want to want to thank everyone that took part in this, and thank, of course, the the awesome people over at Windscribe because. This is something that obviously without them we we couldn't have done, and so really cool that they got on board with this and let us do this for our super friends. So uh, very nice. very cool. Thanks everyone. Hope you congratulations, had fun. gentlemen. Yeah, and it was cool to see some of the stuff people well, sent actually, in I as don't well. Know if CW is a gentleman. Sorry, it is. It is. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it is. Oh. It is absolutely. And so great job. It, it was kind of cool to see the stuff that came up. You know, people sent in. Some of it was you know kind of standard. Some of it was very different and interesting. <laughs> so. You know, very, very cool. Are we going to ever post absolutely. any of these pictures, do you think, anywhere? So our I think listeners we should, can see. I think we should do a post on our digitalsouppodcast.com yeah, with we the winners and, uh, and show, show off some of the everyday carries. Now, yeah, not well, all of them. There's too many, but we'll pick out some of the, you know, the coolest ones and some of the really funny ones, probably. At least right, the winner right. ones. Yep, yeah. it could be Yeah, at least the winners, do, so. for sure. Yeah, so it's probably going to geek time. Followed yeah, up by a little bit of the weekly garnish. Who's the geek? I'm not a geek. Are you a geek? Uh, I'd rather be a geek than a nerd. I don't know. You the bite the heads off of chickens? Is that what you do? <laughs> oh, Freaks and geeks. Right. <laughs> so as you guys know, and as they're talking Pencil about... geeks. Oh, sorry. Right. We are a proud member of the Gunna Geek Podcast Network, which you can find over at gunnageek.com. And we like to take a minute during every show and kind of point you in the direction of another one of the great shows that are on the network. And this week... We want to uh, tell you about a show called Gallifrey Public Radio and their episode number 264, which is a, they're doing a classic rewatch of the episode titled Planet of the Daleks. Um, joined by TV producer Dave Barsky of Dirty Jobs, they dive into a six-part third Doctor story that brought Terry Nation out of retirement, but should he have? So go check that out. If you're a Doctor Who fan, Gallifrey Public Radio is a great place to go get your, your Whovian fix. So. That's a series I've always wanted to get into, but I haven't seen any of it. So it's like, oh, where do I start? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. You can start with a new series. And yep. it, it's tough to find all the old ones, that's for sure. But, and there's right. so many of them. Exactly. But, there's like 80,000 Doctor Whos. I heard that the next <laughs> Doctor Who's going to be a chipmunk. Already, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <So> Alvin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Mm. <laughs> so I got this visual in my head. Ooh, maybe that'll be the next movie uh, that we uh, <laughs> review is one of the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. <laughs> right. Perfect. Oh, yikes. I might be <laughs> busy right. that weekend. Let's garnish. <laughs> Let's garnish it up. That's right. So what we've got for you, we added two things in here real quick. Um, the first one is another awesome time-lapse video for you guys. Now, you know from listening to us, we've talked a little bit before about some awesome space stuff. And Adam, especially, you're a fan of all things to do with space. And there's a photographer named Jesse Watson from Yuma, Arizona, who recently went out to photograph and capture the SpaceX launch which they're dubbing as the UFO rocket launch because apparently a lot of people didn't know there was a, a rocket launch happening. I thought this was a UFO streaking across the sky. And this photographer <laughs> actually set up on multiple cameras and recorded a time lapse of this thing as it launched and, and streaked across the sky. It was very, very cool to look at. So doesn't last long. Another real short video. I think it might only be oh, 30 to 45 seconds maybe if I remember right, but very mm -hmm. cool because it's kind of just, yeah, I don't know, fascinating to see how the, the what do they call it? I don't want to say a vapor trail, but, you know, how, how the, I guess that's yeah, what it would be, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is vapor trail, but it's also caught in moonlight, so it's all right. illuminated. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a real sci-fi look to it, you know? <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, the article we do have linked, it will also, uh, they talk a little bit about some of the challenges he faced. Um getting the time-lapse set up because he had never photographed or, or videotaped anything like this before. So go check that out. If you're into rockets and space and awesome time-lapses, you'll enjoy this. So Nice. Like like Little Rocket Man? Right. Or Big <laughs> Rocket Man or whatever. Elton John? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was talking about... Little I know Rocket what you're talking Man. about. <laughs> <laughs> well... The, the last thing which I would just encourage our, our listeners to go check out, if you head over to our Digital Soup podcast community, we had a little bit of fun. This was a couple weeks ago. On Facebook? On Facebook, yes. Sorry. This was um, in the not on our main page, but on the Facebook community, which we've got linked up here in the show notes. We had some fun because I had seen on Twitter they had a hashtag going that was called Edible 80s Songs. And it just was cracking me up all day that day. And so I threw it in here, and of course... Our super friends and listeners in the group, people in the group, did not fail to deliver. I mean, there's some hilarious job titles. Adam, why don't you throw out a couple of, of your favorites that people came up with? And Oh, man. <laughs> I got to go. I, I got to oh, keep talking for a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like a sturgeon? <laughs> yeah. Could be if you like fish. I mean, some of the examples I pulled from... Um, right. Okay, here we go. Yeah, go, go, go. All right, I'm ready. There's... There's a whole bunch of them. Um, yeah. Another one bites the crust. Thanks to Larry <laughs> yeah. Steven on that one. Right. With or without juice was the other one from him. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, there's so many. I like yours, Dave. Jello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> that yeah. is not 90s or Dude. 80s or whatever you said it was. That's 80s. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about, hello, it's me. No. I was wondering if after all this time you have to pee, you drank lots of <laughs> no. water. Our, so, our buddy Jesse from the show, a uh, longtime listener, has a brilliant one I thought it made me laugh a ton, was called Flan Eater. Uh, instead, <laughs> instead of Man Eater. <laughs> instead of Man Eater by Hall Oates. I love that one. Uh, my, yeah, my favorite personal contribution I made was 99 macaroons instead of red balloons. <laughs> 99 yeah. macaroons. Yeah, I, I went so, with a 
Easy oh. one, you know, pour some sugar on me. Didn't, <laughs> you didn't have change to change it. that one. No, I, I left it as is. <laughs> How about karma, 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 chameleon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caramel chameleon. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's if some I fun eat my ones in fries there. forever. Yeah. I got stuck in an Aussie mode there. I got a little <laughs> a little Skid Row too. The oh. I remember you. Uh, my my food take stew. was yeah. I remember stew. Yeah, I did yeah, like Chris Farrell's All Day I Dream About Snacks. Yeah, Adidas <laughs> by Corn. Although I do have to say that was a '90s song, not an '80s well, song. Still, but still funny. We we gave it to him because it's it was a good conversation and yeah. the, the thread is still there and open. So absolutely, if you've got more, go ahead and jump Keep contributing. in. Contributing. Stay yeah. on me. Stay on me. Jason, you did contribute actually with uh, your song Trout Trout. Yeah. Let your line out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that this is what there. it sounds like when the doves fry. Oh man. <laughs> And I have to take these chicken wings and <laughs> to fry again. Yeah. Um, guys, I want to just recommend that all listeners go check out digitalsouppodcast.com. Mm-hmm. This is our main website where you can listen live to our episodes. I mean, not that we're recording <laughs> listen live. Listen so. live. Hey, you're alive. You're listening. You can also read <laughs> all dead, of our other articles. Live. Sorry. All of our links to our social media. You can subscribe using any method, whether it's your iTunes, your Android, your, you know, Take your pick. We've got them all in there. So go check us out on digitalsouppodcast.com. Interact with us. Hit like on our Facebook page and make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to us on iTunes if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love if you'd tell a friend about us if you're enjoying our show. And we'd love to interact with you and uh, as well as have some conversation about some of these great techie and geeky things that we talk about every week. So Absolutely. Um, this is the beginning of 20, 2018. We've now officially been doing this show for one year. Uh, we have all the intentions to keep on doing the show, and um, we're just having a blast doing it. So the more listeners and interaction that we get, the better. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, to all of you out there in the entire world, Happy New Year, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you later, guys. Later, celebrating gators. 